Oh, here we go. <laughs> Who let this bloody fella in, huh? <laughs> I thought there was a sign outside. outside. It's fucking side. I thought there was a sign outside said no bloody dogs. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> oh, no, it's good to see you. It's good to see you, Rex. <laughs> More like bloody Rex my head, you bitch. Uh, if you're a woman, uh, dog is at least. What are you doing? Here, lads, will I get a... Will I take his point and put it in a dog bowl? Will I see if they have a blue dog bowl behind the bar? Will they? <laughs> no, sit him down there. Give me a fucking... Give me your fucking point. Give me a fucking point. Here you are, bar. Keep a little dog bowl for you. Here you look. Here you are. Drink it out of that. Drink it out of that. <laughs> I'm so bored. I'm so bloody bored of talk of I don't even want to say it not because it's like fucking Voldemort it's just so bloody boring my head I feel like I feel like when someone mentions fucking coronavirus now or COVID or anything to do with that right I feel like you know in Men in Black where there's a little fella in his head the galaxy is on Orion's belt you know your man little fella I feel like I have one of them in my head, like a numbskull. And when someone starts talking about fucking COVID and what they should do, it just hits the fucking eject and boom, flies out of my head. I just am so bloody bored with it. And look, this part this is going to fucking age this podcast. Let me just say something as well. And this may be a bit of a pat on the back, Gary. I might get one in there. I cannot believe I've done over 50 podcasts, including the Patreon and the and the, the, the Bake Off podcast and the Odd RuPaul podcast, right? I can't believe that I did it this year. I cannot believe. I haven't fucking done anything. I haven't done... Well, I have a child. I had a child. <laughs> Terry, don't listen to this. I don't know, I know. But I mean, I didn't go I didn't go out. I didn't travel. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, I can't believe. Um, let me tell you this. Tony can't, can't draw from the well anymore. Because <laughs> there's nothing left in there. There's nothing fucking left in there. Sorry, I'm very far away from the mic. Sorry about that. I might change that later on. But, um... I've nothing left. I've nothing left. Well, no, that's not necessarily true. I have a very exciting, spooky story for you uh, on this pod. Um, But, you know, <laughs> fucking... Aside from that, I'm fucking twiddling my bleep. Twiddling my bleep. <laughs> you know? I don't give a blip. Keep looking at your blur. Remember that? That song? Beep? But <laughs> will I am? It's funny how the man always thinks about the boop. You got a real big heart, but I'm looking at your blank. <laughs> you know? Do you remember that? Hang on. Talk, I talk about yourself for a second. Let's, let's, let's find those lyrics. <laughs> Lock in those lyrics, guys. Talk about yourself for a second. Remember Beep by Pussy. The Pussy Cat. The Pussy. The Pussy Cat doll. Sorry to be so crass. But they were going for something. They're... A man-made invention to... Uh, hang on, this mic's all over the place. Hey, I'm like bloody... Um, I'm like bloody uh, Will Smith driving his bloody Porsche in uh, <laughs> Bad Boys. This mic's all over the place. <laughs> Mike Lowry from Bad Boys. <laughs> oh, the wonders of a, this being a... Sorry, I'm spitting. I'm so happy with myself because I get to do a podcast where there's no one here to not laugh at what I say. Um, you know, it's great. Anyway, the Pussycat Dolls, um, beep. 
It's funny how the man doesn't think about the bloop. Hang on, let's take the lyrics here. It's funny how the man always thinks about the blank. You got a real big heart, but I'm looking at your blank. So there was no explicit version of this. Or was there? Nasty version. Beep. Nasty version. Give me the dirt. Give me the fucking dirty bits of it. The pussycat dolls. I wonder if they're sexy. What do you think of the... I uh, just heard about this new group, the bloody pussycat dolls. Do you think they're sexy? <laughs> I wonder if they're sexy. <laughs> I'm laughing because I think I'm just doing an incredible impression of my dad. You know. Son, what do you make of these pussycat dolls? Do you reckon they're sexy? <laughs> just by the name of them. Um... There was no explicit version. Copo. That's what you fucking do, Copo. Will I am. Alright, well look, let's let's make an explicit version, right? Hang on. Let's take the lyrics and I'm gonna I'm gonna put in the fucking and skip ahead if you don't like smut. Because I'm gonna put I'm gonna consider this mad libs. Um Right. And hopefully you remember the song Beep by the Pussycat Dolls. Otherwise this is not gonna make a lick of sense. <laughs> okay. It's funny how the man always thinks about the cock. Right? You got a real big heart, but I'm looking at your cock. <laughs> you got real big brains, but I'm looking at your ass now. I'm looking at your ass and uh, now. Girl, it ain't no pain in me looking at you. Or did I just delete the word? No, they're looking at you. Is there a girl it ain't no pain gonna be looking at your jabs. I don't give a oh here's another one. Okay, so I don't give a cunt. Keep looking at my uh taint. Cause it ain't no thing. Cause it don't mean a thing if you're looking at my fucking tits. I'ma do my thing while you're playing with your uh balls. Right, so this is a new song, right? It's funny how the man... Actually, no, hang on, hang on. Let's get the music. Let's get the music. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go. It's funny how the man always thinks about the cock Got a real big heart, but I'm looking at your cock Ain't big brains, but I'm looking at your ass now Girl, it ain't no pain, I'm looking at your jabs I don't give a cunt, keep looking at my taint It don't mean a thing if you're looking at my fucking tits I'm a little thing when you're playing with your balls Ha 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 so Anyway, that was a... <laughs> that was a pussycat dolls What do you make of these bloody pussycat dolls? Are they sexy, are they? Ah, they're all right. <laughs> might get um, might get their album. <laughs> I think that's just funny for for me and my brothers and sister. Um, listen, come here to me. That is, they are smutty. The pussy got dolls. Uh, they're not smutty. And let me tell you something though. Come here to me. Got very close to me. I said, the pussy got dolls. Um, like obviously they're carving out their se- a sexy path for themselves, right? Great for them. They're great dancers. And then Nicole Scherzing is a great singer. And the other one actually is a good singer. And they booted her out of it, right? The, uh, the fucking... The Michelle Williams of the Pussycat Dolls. You know, the one that they booted her, booted her out. Um, but what was I saying? <laughs> what was I saying? 
Um, yeah, right. Even though they're kind of sexy, right? And you might be think, oh, well, that's a bit tame. That's even this seems a bit tame now, in comparison to a wet as pussy, right? Whap. But I would actually, I would actually. Here's my hot take, right? Not even a fucking hot take. It's my just opinion, right? I think that uh, don't you, right? Is a far is like in terms in terms of morality. There's nothing wrong with wet ass pussy, right? It's just two fucking freaks up so desperate for the ride that they may make a mansion out of tits, right? That's just what I got from it, right? Um, but like it's just it's two it's it's two consenting horny freaks and I mean that in the po- best possible way um, up for so up for the ride that they're just they're you know they cannot contain the level of smut coming out of their mouth I think it's great right <laughs> I think it's great Don't You Though is a song of pure evil it is pure evil to be coming in here shaking things Shit, dancing around the dance floor over knowing that the guy's over there. He has his girlfriend. Yes, she might not be as hot as you. She might not be as fun as you. She might be doing her dissertation <laughs> at the moment, right? Doesn't mean she's not fun all the time. She might be a bit mousy, right? She might not be as fucking raw like you at the moment. But she, the, he does love her, right? And it takes fucking a moment of... Them being off with each other and then you fucking dancing in the room with fucking don't you. That just drives a wedge. And then you're even saying in the song you don't want to break up a happy home. That ain't enough to break up a happy home. Just leave the man alone. It's pure evil. It's why there's difference. Like there's films that are 18s, right? And there's violence and there's like video game level violence like Terminator, right? Terminator 2. And then that has the same uh, rating as like Hellraiser or, you know, a film where there is actual kind of cruelty and torture same way like the hook you know the boo box is so terrifying because it's so cruel and it's you know I'll fucking say torture again right but yeah that's still in the fucking 12s film or PG film but the it's the moments of kind of cruelty so that's what don't you is it's cruel right he he likes his girlfriend don't be coming in here hope putting doing that thing where you, and you're one of the pussy cat dolls who just holds her <laughs> holds her leg you know you're one. She lives in the UK now. She just holds her leg up. That's her whole thing. And everyone's like, woo. I can't stop thinking about your woohoo. I'm going to do my thing while you're holding your whoop. <laughs> you know? Um, she's just holding her leg. Um, and you almost fucked up with. Leave men alone with their bland partners, if you think they're bland, right? She could just be having. She could just be having a fucking bad day. Don't be coming in here, right? You don't need to be fucking violence against women here. Violence women against whatever. I'm dumb talking to this. <laughs> he likes his Mar- Marianne. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't need you coming in here with your big long German legs. Is she German? Nicole Scherzinger. Nicole. Talk amongst each other for a second. Nicole Scherzinger. No, she's from uh, Hawaii. <laughs> And she has a German-American stepfather who she took his name. There you go. She's only five foot five. <laughs> I could have, I would have thought, I would have thought, because there's always, you know, she would have thought she's like six. They shoot them very well. They shoot, they they, they video the ladies. <laughs> very well. Are they sexy, are they? 
Um, yeah, so there you go. What am I talking about? Yeah, Nicole Scherzinger and you pussycat dolls, you are pure evil putting, instilling doubts in the minds, or at least trying to instill the doubts in the minds of men who are very happy in their relationships. Right? Don't be coming in here with your fake long legs. You're actually only five of five. And trying to steal me away from my wife and my son, right? Here's one for you. Here, don't you wish you uh, could pick uh, blackheads as well as my, <laughs> my wife? <laughs> don't you wish that you could fucking do a roast as good as my wife, right? Don't you wish that you, on a daily basis, continue to inspire me and motivate me to be a better human being like my wife? Huh? Don't you? You know? I wonder if... <laughs> I wonder if don't you inspired a whole... A whole league of women, you know, who were like, shouldn't be with him, she should be with, she should be with me. Shouldn't be with him. On the dance floor, the fucking Wes. Don't you wish your girlfriend was raw? Like, he's looking... Is he looking over here? <laughs> is he looking over here? Um, Don't you? Getting all flirty, leaning in, you know? Doing the old... Flirting Marianne, you know, when she had a couple of pints and normal people were like, Hi, Connell, do you want to fuck me? <laughs> do you want me to fuck you? Fuck you, Deputy Stag. Do you want me to fuck you? Connell. I wonder what, <laughs> I wonder what Marianne would be like. Here's Marianne. I wonder what Marianne uh, from normal people uh, would be like if she was a sex chat. Where this is a smutty one. This is a dirty, dirty episode, right? If she was a sex chat worker, right? I wonder if there's a little something. Hello. This is um, normal peephole. <laughs> You're on the phone with normal peephole. Marianne speaking. Do you want me to fuck you? Do you want to fuck me? <laughs> Do you want me to fuck? <laughs> have you got big bollocks? Do you have your big bollocks for me? <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. I don't. Anyway, look, well, whatever. This has been a long enough intro. Okay, cool. Let's get into the podcast. Welcome to this dirty, dirty, dirty Tony Cantwell shit show. What a saucy intro, huh? A bloody saucy. I feel like a bloody uh, Turkish chef is going to boot down the door and be like, chili garlic, because that was so saucy. Shouldn't be saying, shouldn't have done that voice. <laughs> shouldn't have done it. <laughs> That's all there is to it. <laughs> I, and I tell you what, when you get when you get saucy, it's like a, it's like a little McDonald's uh, uh, dip. It's like a little McDonald's, t- uh, you know, barbecue sauce. Or a curry is what I get. That's the one I get, if you must know. Uh, you can't put the lid back down. Once you peel that off, you can't put... How do I put the lid back on this saucy episode? You can't. So the sauce is out. I'll still tell you a spooky story coming up later on. The scariest thing that I've ever heard and the proof of the supernatural world. I will get onto that later in the ep. But in the meantime, let's talk about the bloody sauce, will we? Let's, how, about we how about we lay it on thick, the sauce, since we're getting saucy. Um, I was thinking there when we were... When we, you and me, were talking about the Pussycat Dolls... Um, just how fucking desperate I was just to see women be dancing around with very little clothes. <laughs> just how desperate I would be. I told you famously 
This is not famous. I told you on the pod before that, you know, I watched I watched a three hour Bollywood film because I had heard that week about the Kama Sutra and I thought that all Indian films were porn films for a, for a week. And I was just watching. I was staying up late, like uh, feeling sick because it was so, so tired. And I'm like, I'm sure they're just getting to the tits at the end, you know. But it was just all the hands and the heads and, you know, um, <laughs> even that I didn't feel as a pro. I didn't do I didn't even do I didn't mean to do a voice there. I didn't do and there. I didn't do and there. Right. But um, but you'd just be so desperate, you know, you'd like I was allowed to stay up late. So I would watch a bit of Euro trash. I would watch, you know, a bit of Yankee Panky, even if I was desperate. Watch the fucking world implode on I beat the uncovered just in case one of the girls just shows off and it's never the one you want shows their jabs, <laughs> but still. But I used to watch MTV for fucking hours just on the off chance that Dirty might be on again, that um, that I'm a slave for you, which I always hated the song of, but you can't deny the video. Um. And as well, right, I used to just, this is just, you know, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing. I used to watch, I think I've seen that Lady Marmalade video over a over hundred times. Most videos from that era I've probably seen over a hundred times, just for the amount of MTV that I used to watch, right? But the Lady Marmalade video, and I would say Marmalade, but they say Marmalade, so I have to go by what they think, because they say it in the video, right? In the song. But I remember thinking because of Madden Madden Christina Aguilera right and the whole thing is like it's almost like the video if you're if you're there for Christina Aguilera it's it's just she's been she's being teased to come up at the very start if you haven't seen it it was a song they used for the Moulin Rouge soundtrack and you had Maya in there you had Lil Kim in there you had Pink right and then they're all like it's like you know you don't know what cabaret is so you think it's a strip club when you're a child you think there's strippers Christina Aguilera is playing a stripper (laughs) in this video and they're all strippers. And, you know, Maya shows up, you know, she's looking great. She's got the corset on, you know, she's dancing around. She's looking cool. There's like a little, there's the main stage piece. And then there's the kind of her getting ready. They're all kind of get, been getting ready in the back. And then they kind of have the stage bit. That's the whole thing. And you have Maya. You see Christina Aguilera's eyes. And you're like, oh, she's coming. And I love Christina Aguilera. What is she? Then Pink comes out. Pink's wearing like a, a you know, proper lingerie and like a top hat or something. Because she's crazy, right? And she comes out, she's dancing around. Pink, she's all right. She's, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll, looks great. You know, she wouldn't have been my number one, maybe my top five. But like, great, that's great. Like, so Maya was wearing this corset. Then you got Pink wearing this kind of lingerie. And then you got Lil' Kim. She's draped out over a couch. So she's being given jewels, you know. And, you know, you've got, and she's like dancing around in like a smaller bikini. It's kind of like Diamantes and stuff. She looks great. They all look great. Great, great, great ladies. They're great ladies. The best ladies, best in the world. Um, and then you just keep it's building and it's building up. You can even hear Christina. It's like, ah, yeah, ah, ah, ah. and then Christina Aguilera, the one I was waiting two minutes to see, bursts out and she looks like a fucking scarecrow. She looks like the guitarist from the Killers with the fucking mop of hair. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is so disappointing. <laughs> this is so upsetting to me. She's got black shit all over her fucking face. She's got a, a massive fucking head. And I'm this is she looks like something out of fucking Studio Ghibli. And I'm like, this is so disappointing. Uh, you, you fucking you fucking teased me. 
this was the one that I now luckily luckily Dirty came after that which is very just very very disappointing <laughs> disappointing um, but uh, but also like you know you just fucking feel for her do you know what I mean all she wanted to do was sing songs you know what I mean all Britney Spears wants to do is sing songs and be you know starts off just singing songs people saying you're such a good singer girl, little girl and then it's like, okay, now you release a song. Now everyone can see all the lovely songs you sing. You're making people really happy. Now can you wear this? Now can you fucking wear this? And can we dress you up as a fucking scarecrow and throw you out there to dance in your underwear? You know? While I'm there watching like a little fucking cretin teenager, little teen fucking rubbing me microchip fingers into me jeans. <laughs> little cretin. <laughs> why not? Hang on, I don't know why I turned to myself so bad there. I thought of a new mental health uh, tool. Little tip for you, right? Because I was I was fairly langered now, to be fair. But I was staring at myself in the mirror uh, on Saturday. Um, I think Terry was putting the baby down. I was just caught myself in the mirror. And I caught myself. And I thought, damn, it's a good-looking guy. Damn, it's a good-looking guy. Right? And that's not always the first thing I see when I look in the mirror. That would probably be in the... Maybe 20% of the time I might think that, Right? Not to say that 80% of the time is always like a fucking, you know, I don't see like a, like a fucking face peeling scene like Poltergeist 2 or anything like that, right? That's not necessarily what I see. But I'm just saying that 20% of the time I catch myself as a fucking good looking guy. And this is one of those times. And I was in a good mood. We just had family um, over from one other household, right? Um, and um, I was drunk and everything was great, right? <laughs> so I was looking in the mirror after they went. And you know that late at night, kind of when you catch yourself and it's late at night and, you know, your eyes have kind of softened, gotten a bit tired and you just look at yourself and you're like a fucking good looking person. That's a good looking person. I wish my mates could come over and see me now. Why do they have to see me in the morning for a brunch? Like, why can't they just see me now? That's a good looking outfit. The hair's looking good. The face is looking good. The skin's looking good. Right. So I caught myself and I thought, that's a that's a that's a little hunk. Not even a little, a big hunk. That's a hunk. That's a chunk. Right. Um, and then this little, this little voice. A small voice this time, right? But isolated from the rest of my head, popped up and was like, yeah, but all with the split ends, a couple of split ends. No, I was just like, no, you were just saying, I know you're like, literally, like it felt like there was like an auditorium of people in my head, an auditorium of me's looking up at this mirror of me. And everyone, most people are just smiling and applauding. And he's a good looking guy. And people are like, yeah, look at the outfit. Look at the glasses. Look at his, his, his face. I'm actually just, I love his brow today, you know? And then literally it was just one small little couple of split ends, wasn't it? And I just felt like, like in my head, all the heads turned to this one voice. I'm like, no, no. And like have him having to defend himself. This Gary in my head, this Gary voice in my head having to defend himself. No, no, I was just saying there, like just, um, there's a lot of split ends in there. And it's just the beard as well. Um, the beard just looks a bit uh, un- unkempt. <laughs> and I just... I kind of felt in my head. Now, as I said, I was drunk. I felt in my head like all those people, all the other me's. Momoa was there. Um, fucking John Valjean. What's his name? Colin Wilkinson. All the other aspects of me. All the other alter egos just kind of turn, point at Gary and go, ah, laughter. Laughed at like he just let out the biggest fucking clangor because there was too much good going on there from what I saw for them. And I just, 
I need to keep doing that. Like, Gary's, Gary delivers clangers. They're not true. He's delivering nothing but clangers. And I need to make sure that there's enough people in that auditorium who are liking me that that clanger voice becomes more apparent and echoey and weak and feeble. But also, even when it doesn't, to know... Because sometimes you know the thing, the voice in your head that's telling you things that are wrong with you is wrong, but you kind of accept it anyway, right? I need to view this auditorium being like the other voices in my head just pointing and going fucking laughter, laughter for saying that about me, you know? So maybe you can try that. I've also found in general the techniques that last for me are ones where I feel uh, <laughs> where I say like a fitness goal or not a fitness goal. If I start like a fitness thing and I might just be running twice a week it might be going to the gym twice a week either or never both of those at the same time right or it might be counting my calories right it might be just just doing stuff like that or it might just be you know uh, doing mindfulness like three times a week right the times when i when i do that and it sticks is because deep down there's a part of me that feels better than everyone else because i do that and i kind of think in my head well maybe there's a lot of people that aren't doing that now so not to say you're better but just a lot of people aren't doing that you are someone who does do that. So there's a line on the sand. One On one side, there's people who don't do that. And on the other side, people who do do that. You know? <laughs> so similarly, in the same kind of spirit, knowing that you're better than this little dweeb, and there's a whole auditorium of sound heads in there that have your back and think you look fucking fab. And hey, I'm one of them. You can put me in there as well. Um... Anyway, what else is going on? Oh, my God. What else is going on? Apparently, Subway isn't bread. Uh, here we go. A little, little, little bit of a little joke. So, apparently, uh, Subway isn't uh, isn't bread. Uh, it's cake. Uh, you know, we got that big 2020 trend. Is it real or is it cake? You know, the TikTok thing. Uh, well, Subway is cake. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Um, and I tell you, leave it to an Irish high court revealed that it wasn't. This now does actually feel like a bit... <laughs> But it was an Irish court that revealed on the world stage that's not fucking bread. We know what bread is. We literally eat it with everything. If our mas find out we're having a pint that night, they'd be there with a whole loaf for us to eat for the soakage. Maybe you can't put a fucking dog in there. If I even tell my mom I'm just going out, now it's a friend's birthday. Maybe you eat that fucking bread there. Now we that fucking bread in there. And I tell you what, we're coming into the bread months. I, um... Even though even though I, I live here in Dublin, I don't know if you noticed, I used to live in London, having her shot. Um, Tony Campbell, bingo. Um, and I always noticed how much my white bread intake, my Brennan's intake, would go up. Uh, and I always thought, oh, I'm just, I'm home, I'm visiting my mom, you know, I like a good crisp sandwich when I'm at home. But even now, it's just, we're getting into those months, I'm going to be fucking scoffing the whole lot of white bread. I don't know what it is, I just love it. I still think, deep down, I still love you. Deep down, I still feel that bread is good for me. My wife had to tell me that on like our second day. She's like, you know, bread's not good for you. I think I said, I said, I said I'm going to go for the healthy option and I got a sandwich. And she goes, that's not healthy. And uh, not that she was judging too much, but she was like, you know, bread's not, and I was like, bread's fucking, because my whole thing was like, there's he- what's healthy is, what's unhealthy is fried and sweets and then something fried or, 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 or sweets, right? candies and things like this and then everything else on the other side is healthy right that's how literally I viewed it like that and she told me this shit you know but um, 
And I could have fucking told you that about Subway. Could have told you that. Fucking Jared. The pedo. The nonce. Lost all the way beating Subway. Tell you how he lost it. From fucking sweating from being such a fucking nonce. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, that's the end of my... <laughs> that's the end of my bit on bread. Uh, anyway. Alright, enough about the fucking bread, right? And enough about the sauce. How about a bit of chilli? Willy, that is. Chilli willies. I'm going to scare you. Can I scare you? We're at a nightclub. Am I scaring you? <laughs> Am I scaring you with my uh, purple suit and my eyeliner? <laughs> That's the sort of shit I do if I was actually peacocking on a bar. Thank God I'm married. But listen, let me speak to you for a second. I want to tell you about some of the scariest supernatural stories that have happened in my life, in my family or adjacent to my family. Right. Um, a lot of them involving my um, my older brother, Andy. I don't know if you know him from his very funny podcast, Put It in H. Very good podcast about Simpsons. Um, but he is, and he wouldn't like me telling you this. <laughs> he would. He is. I. I. I think. I think he is some sort of antenna for the supernatural, right? He has somehow some sort of antenna for demons from another world, right? And he wouldn't like me saying that. <laughs> But he is, right? And I don't know what it is about our family. Maybe it's because me, an artist, maybe I'm just some conduit for the other realm. I don't know. But we have had a couple of minor supernatural things that have happened, right? The first one, right, happened before I was born. My brother was a baby. So my parents went out and left my auntie with Andy. And he was asleep upstairs in the cot. And my auntie was downstairs watching TV. And she running down the landing, right? And then she went out, got on the stairs, and she heard back in to the bedroom, right? And she walked up, and she went into the room, and when she looked in, Andy was still asleep. Still asleep, or was faking it, she didn't know. Went back downstairs, Started watching TV again. Running in and out of the rooms upstairs. And so she went back up really quickly. Back into the crib. And Andy's still sound asleep in the crib. My parents came home. And my auntie said, Yeah, look, all was fine here. But Andy, I think he kept getting out of the crib and kind of running around. Running around upstairs and then getting back in. And my mom was like, but he can't walk. <gasps> we found out afterwards, right? When they moved, we left Don and me to move to Marino. My mom was chatting to one of the old neighbours. Turns out, one of the babies, a, a baby, a toddler, had died in that very room. <laughs> so that was the first, but it wouldn't be the last few years after that, right? I don't think I was even born then still. Um, my brother used to have these recurring nightmares, right? And he couldn't articulate what it was that was happening. So he used to just kind of wake up and he'd start shouting, bad Santa, the bad Santa, the bad Santa was here. The bad Santa was here. And as he got older, he's been able to kind of explain that he'd have these nightmares of this kind of big, dirty beard 
this big dirty man with a big long beard, dark beard, dirty beard, sitting at the end of his bed, just staring at him, right? He would just have these nightmares over and over and over again, right? So much so that, you know, he had to, you know, get up and sleep in my, my parents' room when he was a, when he was a toddler, right? But recently, right, my mom said, she was like, you, you know the whole bad Santa thing? I think that was so consistent and it was so vivid and real to him. I think there might have been someone climbing in his room, sitting at the end of his bed. <laughs> I was like, what? What? Like, well, you know, how do you, ex- <laughs> how do you explain? And I'm like, well, it could just be a recurring nightmare. Do you know what I mean? But she was just like, she really spooked the fuck out of us. By saying, I think there actually might have been the fucking dirty old fucker sitting at the end of the bed. So that's the second one, right? But then, right, this is one that I experienced, right? When I was like maybe 14, maybe around then, 13, 14, uh, it was a toss-up whether me and my brother would be the last ones to go to bed, right? Um, and so usually, obviously, you're turning off all the lights, closing all the doors, going up to bed. So one night I was the last one up and I was going up to bed and I was closing the sitting room to walk into the hall to go upstairs. And as I'm closing the sitting room door slowly, right, because you don't want to make any noise, I am almost have it closed and then I just feel boom, like smash into the side of the door. What's what felt like someone had thrown like a load of chains, like a massive, big, heavy chains on the other side of the door and it slammed the remaining couple of inches shut so hard. And then it was just deathly silent. It sounded like literally, ching, ching. The chains just hit the door and then fell to the ground. So it was twice, ching, ching. And it was just so quiet and I was in such shock, right? And even though it was late, I thought there was my brother Andy messing with me, right? So I, but I was so scared that I was like, Andy. And then I felt on the inside of my ear. Do you know when someone talks in your ear so loud that it vibrates and it hurts? I shouted up, Andy! And then in my ear, someone went, Andy! Like, like right in my ear. I still get chills about it now. And I fucking sprinted up to bed. And there was no one there. And literally, on my ear, the breath, I heard, Andy! And like, almost like it was just this weird echo or someone just there to fuck with me. Scared the fuck out of me. And I ran straight up to bed. And I was talking about that at a kind of sitting around by candles talking about scary stuff a few years ago. And my brother said, no, no, no. And he's like, no, that didn't happen. No, that didn't happen. And I was like, why do you mean that didn't happen? He's like, no, that happened to me. You're misremembered it. That happened to me. And I'm like, fuck off. That didn't happen to you. He's like, yeah, no, exactly that. And the exact same situation where he had that. And I was like, no, no, no. He's like, yeah, the chains on the side of the door hitting off the door. Yeah. And then you showed up and then you felt it. And you were I'm like, fuck off. The same thing happened to him. <laughs> So there are clearly demons in close proximity with my brother Andy, right? But let me tell you the scariest shit, right? This is the scariest shit. This didn't happen to me. Now, you're going to listen to this and you're going to say, Tony, that didn't happen. There is no way that happened. Everyone who listens to this podcast is now dumber (laughs) for having uh, heard this story. But listen, let me tell you this. This happened. Okay, 
and it happened to my cousin's friend Glenn. Okay. Basically. Now, you're not going to believe this, but this was confirmed. This was a story not even told by Glenn, but told by his parents about Glenn from when he was a baby. All right. And why would they lie? And I'm pretty sure a police report was pulled out to kind of corroborate this story. Okay. But this is the story. So about 30 years ago, right? Um, Glenn, little baby Glenn, was upstairs in his crib being a baby. His parents were downstairs watching the Late Late Show, right? And it was a stormy, stormy night. Wind whistling through the trees, pissing down. Perfect, cozy night in. And they were downstairs watching the Late Late. And they heard upstairs from Glenn's room. Glass smash. So they walk upstairs and they open the door and they see that the window has been smashed and the wind and rain <laughs> are blowing in the window knocking all the curtains and the bedclothes all over the place and they step forward and they feel a crunch and the light bulb itself has also been smashed so they go over to Glenn's crib right and there's no light so all Glenn's dad has is a, is a lighter right and he leans down and looks in the crib Baby Glenn is not in the crib. Okay. The clothes are there. The bedclothes are there. But baby Glenn is not there. So they're getting a bit freaked. And the room, it's really dark. They can't really see what's going on. So Glenn's dad gets a bit of paper and lights it to get a bit of a bigger flame, right? Kind of rolled up a bit of paper. And he looks in the corners, right? Because the door was closed. So it's not like the baby crawled out. So he starts looking around the corners, right? And he goes from corner to corner to corner. So he gets to the last corner, and in this corner, it seems to be some kind of, like it's almost his eyes are playing tricks on him. It's darker in this corner than it is any other corner in here. And he leans in with the lit paper, and he sees the glint of something long, pointy, and sharp at about head height. And he gets a start, and he thinks, oh my God, there's a guy here with a fucking knife. And he leans in again, and he reveals this is not a long pointed knife. This long, sharp, glint, black object is a fucking beak. It's a fucking beak on top of a giant six foot bird man. And this is where you're going to say this is fucking bollocks. But then Glenn's dad smashes this thing on its beak and it goes, ah, ah. it drops baby Glenn and he keeps hitting it on the head clearly doesn't like the fire and jumps out the window and he fucking saw this birdman fly into the fucking moon the silhouette of this birdman flying into the moon baby Glenn was safe and wasn't stolen in this case or harvested by the birdman of Kulak now I know you think I'm a fucking idiot for even saying this and you think there's no way that could be true. Not only is there a police report to back this up, but to corroborate this even further, okay. I don't know if you've ever heard the urban legend story of there is a babysitter who goes to look after these kids. The baby keeps crying. So the babysitter takes the kid out of the room. Kid calms down as soon as he even steps foot or is carried one foot back into the room, starts crying again, right? 
So the babysitter calls the parents and says, look, I cannot get this boy down in the bedroom. He seems to be fine outside. Do I have to leave him in the bedroom? Because to be honest, I think he's getting a bit spooked by the clown, the giant clown teddy sitting in the corner of the room because it's scaring me. And then the parents say, get the fuck out of the house. We don't have a clown teddy. Right? And it turns out that this guy is arrested. Turns out it was a Polish paedophile. I don't know why it's important that he's Polish. Doesn't matter, right? He's apparently it was Polish. This is the whole thing. It's Polish. This is what I heard. A Polish paedophile, right? So, I remember when I was over in London. Take a shot. I mentioned London again. My friend Griff, right, told me that he said, here, do you ever hear that urban legend about the Polish paedophile clown? Uh, and he had a friend visiting over, or she was hanging out with him. Uh, and he said, that actually happened to her. That's, that's, this isn't like fucking friend of a friend. That happened to her. So we had a couple of points in, and we got real confident about it. And we said to her, look, I, look, you, just, you probably get this all the time. <laughs> you probably get this all the time. Are you the babysitter from that urban legend of the weird clown teddy sitting in the corner? And she goes, yeah, that was me. But I think that's been confused with what really happened to me. Because this happened in Kulak. And there wasn't, he wasn't dressed as a fucking clown teddy. I don't know where that came from. He was actually dressed as a raven. The fucking bird man strikes again. So there you have it. What do you think of that? That was corroborated to me. Are you telling me there's two separate? I I may be the only person to have spoken firsthand to people involved in two bird-related attacks in Kulak. I'm the keeper of the bird, man. And I've spoken. So there you are. What do you make of that? It's true. It's a true story. It's a true story. So if you don't have that in spooky or scary that you can bring up this Halloween, you can tell them Tony Campbell's Birdman story because it's mine now. It's mine now. It's not Glenn's anymore. So there you have it. So look, I hope you enjoyed this saucy, bready, stodgy, spooky episode of the Tony Cantwell Shit Show. If you like what you listen to, if you enjoy this podcast, there are more podcasts that you have not listened to yet over on the Patreon. I just did a podcast there where I started listening off various animals that ended up turning about how I would fight all the different animals. That's over on the Patreon. There's me going through a random list of countries telling you what I really think about the countries <laughs> over there. There are there's like eight movie reviews over there. Fatal Deviation, Bad Boys, the, the, the Star Wars prequels, Hocus Pocus. I just did a movie review of that as well. So uh, if you would like to listen to those or just in general, do you know what? If you like this podcast, and you would love to give something in exchange of the value you derive from this podcast, you can go over to the Patreon and pay the equivalent of uh, price of a pint a month. I think it's five euro minus any kind of app. And you can do that and you can support me in doing this. If not, don't you worry about it. You're still going to get me. You're going to get me uh, tomorrow. The Sexy Beasts. Silver Screen Squeen Squeens. Where we're putting all the, the monsters in movies on the silver screen to battle each other to see what the best monster is. And it's a pretty good episode now tomorrow. On Thursday, you're going to get my Bake Off podcast where I'm doing a review of the latest episode of The Great British Bake Off. I think it's some sort of crumbly pastry week. I don't know what's going on. It's going to be very exciting. But in general, you can catch me all. Catch me outside. How about that? Thank you very much for your very kind, commit support. I love you lots. Thank you. Bye-bye. It's only here, we'll